and welcome to Subclass Act, a solo role-playing actual play podcast. I'm your host, James Shraw. Hello and welcome back to Season 2 of Subclass Act. That's right, this is going to be the Session 0 for Season 2 of Subclass Act. Uh, so we had the one-shots just before this, uh, and then season one before that. So a few housekeeping things at the beginning. One, season two will be completely separate and unrelated to season one, so if you're just starting here or you just listen to the one-shots, no worries, you're not going to miss anything from season one. Um, you can listen back to those if you want, but I think I've come a long way from season one, and some of those early episodes are kind of rough, honestly. So if you're just starting out and this is your first episode, great! Now... This is going to be a character creation episode. We're not going to get into the actual play here. I'm going to create a character randomly on the show, or mostly randomly on the show. Um, so if you want to get straight into the gameplay, you can skip to the next episode. That'll be season two, episode one, where we'll actually get into the story. We'll get into the setting later. It's going to be a bit of a custom set uh, setting. Now, to get the last bit of housekeeping out of the way before we start, uh, I'm going to be doing... Uh, like last season or season one, if you've been listening, um, I'm going to switch game systems occasionally. Um, so that's something that people seem to enjoy. However, I'm going to pick a system that I'm going to use most of the time for this season. And then I will, at various other parts, as it makes sense, maybe if it's a flashback or, you know, some other characters we're talking um, from the main one, uh, I might use different game systems depending on the situation for those things. But I'm going to use a main system for the, the main part of Season 2. That game system is going to be D&D 5e. And before you're like, ah, no, he sold out. Well, yeah, I did. I kind of did sell out a little bit. But not mainly to get more people in the show, although hopefully that will happen as well. Um, I think that'll be a system that m m most people are familiar with one way or the other. Now, I still love my OSR games. I still love my Powered by the Apocalypse games. I still love all these other games. But I just, this is something that I wanted to play, and I think I can do some cool stuff with this. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. Um, now, I'll get into which parts of 5e I am and am not using for this, or at least that I'm planning at the beginning. It's going to be fluid, and we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, with, with that out of the way, I hope you enjoy that. I'm, I am going to play this differently than I think a lot of people play 5e, um, but, you know, that's, that's one of the things I like about it. It's, it's easy to, to reskin and, and to make kind of what I want with it, but it's going to give me enough detail and stuff here that I think it'll be interesting for the show. All right. So, having said all of that, um, the setting will be a custom setting. We'll get into that. Um, it's going to be... A, uh, well, I don't know what all of it's going to be. I haven't planned all of it ahead of time. I haven't made a huge setting. I just kind of know where we're going to start out. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a desert. We're going to get into that um, starting in... Um, the next episode. So we're going to make mostly randomly a character here uh, with 5e. And I say mostly because uh, at least rules as written, kind of the way that um, that 5e works is um, you know, you kind of have a concept in mind and you're going to roll and you can assign the stats in any order. Uh, now, I, I thought about just totally rolling up the stats completely randomly, not changing them in any way or shifting them around in any way and seeing what comes out. Um, for solo, that can be a little detrimental sometimes, because frankly, a level one magic user or similar uh, is is you know going to be tricky. The other reason is I kind of have in my head an idea of the way that I want the character and the story, at least at the beginning, the main character, the main part of the story at the beginning, to play out. Um, 
not that I've pre-written the story or anything like that, but I kind of have a tone that I want to achieve. Uh, and there's only a couple kinds of classes that are really going to fit in with that. Um, so I will say uh, it's going to be a lower magic setting. It's going to have a lot less magic. So the, uh, the main character will not be a spellcaster. And also magic users will be very rare, um, dangerous, and more often than not evil. Um, there might be some uh, element of, of clerics, um, but I want it to be very visceral, and so I don't want magic to be... Um, I, I don't know how to put it. It's not really going to be the Harry Potter style of magic. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not really what this is going to be here. It's going to be more ritual casting kind of thing, um, you know, uh, hints of, like, blood magic and that sort of thing. Like, it, it's going to be darker. Um, I think, I guess, what I'm going for here is sort of a sword and sorcery kind of vibe. Um... So just know that that's kind of what you're getting into. I'll still keep fantastical elements around. Um, so it's not just going to be a, like a grim dark fest all the time or anything like that. That's not how I do. But I just, I don't know, I kind of like the more human-centric uh, lower magic setting. Which brings me on to the next thing. It's going to be more or less human-centric. There will be other uh, species maybe that come up uh, here and there. But it's going to focus around a human um, doing human-y things. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see kind of what happens. Um, but so it's not going to be sort of a kitchen sink of, of species. So don't expect to have all of the D&D uh, &D 5e species in here necessarily. Okay, with that all out of the way, let's go ahead and create our character. So we're going to go through just from the player's handbook. Um, if you're new to the game, if you've never played 5e, hopefully this will be instructive. If you have played 5e, this should be pretty standard for you. Um, and again, if you just want to get straight into the story, skip straight to the next episode. All right, so the first thing we're going to need to do really here is we're going to need to... Um, roll up our stats so we're going to do we're going to stick kind of with rules as written so I'm not going to do like I do in the OSR games 3d6 straight down it's going to be uh, 4d6 uh, drop the lowest uh, like AD&D and then you assign them in any order and we're going to do that um, now again if you want super random you can do 3d6 straight down or even 4d6 drop the lowest straight down um, again I, I've in this case picked the concept of the character first, and so it makes more sense to just uh, to just assign them later. All right, so here come the rolls. Main character stats here: 46. First roll, drop the lowest. It's not looking great, uh, so that is an eight. So not very good. Okay. Uh, next set here. Drop the lowest. This is a little bit better. Not, I mean, not much better, but a little bit better. That's 12. Okay. Next up. Okay. We have um, an 11. These are very, very average numbers at the moment. Oof. Okay. This is not looking... Man, these stats are not good. This is classic subclass act, if you've been listening. Classic. Can't have good stuff. This is why we can't have nice things. Six. All right. It's a big woof. Oh, man. The, the terrible rolls continue. We have a seven. This is... Whoo-wee. All right. This should be our last... Ah! This should be our last stat here as I drop the dice. Oh man, this is much better, much better, much better. Drop the lowest, so we have uh, 17 there. That's nice, that's real nice. Okay, we have eight, 12, 11, six, seven, and 17. 
Uh, so this is gonna be pretty wild. All right, so we're gonna get here into um, some of the some of the next bits here. So that this is a little bit more involved in this game, more than some of the other games that I play, which are very pick up and play. Um, but I'm hoping that'll add more more detail um, to this season, and it'll give me more to play with. So again, this the uh, species here is gonna be human. Um, I am going to use the word species instead of race. I think it just makes more sense, frankly. Um, so hopefully you're okay with that. All right, so human for sure. Uh, we're going to pick a class. Um, really, with the kind of themes I wanted this class, there's really only a few options. Um, the, the main ones being uh, ranger, uh, fighter, and barbarian in this case. Um, I've looked through. I also will be using Tasha's Cauldron of Everything and Xanathar's Guide uh, to Everything. So. Uh, I've looked through kind of the different the different paths, and I'm thinking for this, a barbarian is the way to go, um, since the setting will be kind of like desert Vikings, at least to kind of be, start out with. Okay, so we are going to pick barbarian as the class, so that's good. We'll come back for the for the species traits later, um, but for now, we'll just write down that we are going to be a human, and then we're going to write down that we're going to be a barbarian. handwriting is bad and it's even worse when I'm trying to write quickly for the show okay because I'm sure listening to me write stuff down a super super good radio okay so uh, main things I want to look through so we, we go to the barbarian page we're gonna get some of our uh, stats from here so we're gonna have a d12 for a barbarian that's gonna be good solo there's various solo oracles you can use for 5e to make it more survivable uh, I believe there's DM yourself which I have yet to check out. I do want to check that out soon. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's got some sidekick rules, which I think is similar to what I have now on Tasha's. Um, I'm going to be using, at least at the beginning, Mythic for my GM emulator, um, but those are some other good options. Um, I like playing with the more dangerous kind of aspect. If I wanted to make sure that my character survived, then one, this wouldn't be subclass act, apparently, uh, and two, um, I don't know, I just think that you know the ability to lose a character uh, is interesting. Now, for those who have not listened before, like losing a character does not mean the story will end. It just means it will pick up from a different point. Um, so I like having, you know, not knowing what's going to happen to the character in any given session. So that's the way this is going to play out. So I'm not going to start at higher levels or anything like that. I'm going to start out having to depend on my wits and on what's around me and using my environment. So we start with a D12 per barbarian level, it says. So our hit die is going to be a d12 so i'll write that down in the hit dice 1d12 or, or below maybe because the hit dice is different it's a different thing okay and so then um we start out with 12 plus constitution modifier we'll assign uh those in a second i just wanted to see kind of what my main um sort of so my saving throw proficiency is strength and constitution. I'm thinking those should be the bigger two scores here, um, since most of my stuff will deal with that. It could deal with dexterity. Um, so yeah, let's let's kind of go with that for now. So let's let's assign some stats, and we'll come back to some of these other derived things in a little bit. So uh, let's see. We've got the high highest stat is 17. I'm thinking probably strength. Um, this is very much a warrior type. So. Um, constitution to help with saving throws and so on and, and with more health, but I really want to be able to deal a lot of damage. That's kind of what I want this to be about. So strength is going to be a 17. Then I think constitution should probably be 
uh, should be next here. So Constitution will be a 12. And then we will go with, I think, uh, Dexterity, used for range comments and things like that. That'll be an 11. And then, let's see, now we've got 8, 7, and 6 left. Um, I'm thinking, uh, let's go with Wisdom being an 8. Intelligence will be a 7, and Charisma will be a 6, and that is just how we will go. We'll get the modifiers later. Alright, that means that uh, at first level is 12 plus the Constitution modifier, so when we do the modifiers, we'll just do those now. There's a handy-dandy handy chart here at the beginning that shows all of those. So here we go. What does that look like here? That looks like page flipping. That's what that looks like. Okay, so our first stat being a 17 is a plus three, so that's gonna be pretty rad for doing damage, uh, which means I'm gonna get plus three to hit with melee weapons and also plus three damage for melee attacks. And then uh, constitution being 12 um, is a plus one constitution. 11 for dexterity, uh, so that's gonna be a plus zero. Intelligence is a seven, Ooh, so that's a minus two. Wisdom is an eight, so that's a minus one. Charisma is a six, which is minus two as well. All right, there's a way to derive that, but I never remember it, so I just look at it. Okay, so that means uh, health 12 plus constitution modifier, constitution modifier, which I, I'll get each, each level as I roll it. So constitution modifier is one, so that means health is 13 out of 13 hit points at the beginning here. All right, and I have one hit die. Okay, now uh, hit points at a higher level, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We got that, we'll come back to, uh, well, let's just do the proficiencies. So we'll mark those down on the, I'm using the official uh, three-sheeter here. I did that just in case there's some spells. I don't think I'll need to use those for any reason, but we'll see um, based on what happens. So proficiency bonus is gonna start out at uh, plus two, just if for anything I have a proficiency in. And I'm going to have proficiencies in, we'll start with the uh, skills. So you can choose two from animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. So being desert themed, I'm definitely survival. Uh, definitely going to have proficiency in that. Uh, let's see, proficiency probably in perception or athletics. I'm thinking survival in the desert is going to be very perception-y. Um, doesn't always fit maybe the solo play quite as well, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So I picked those two saving throws. Our strength and constitution have proficiency in those. Great. Um, weapons. We have simple weapons. So we'll put our proficiencies uh, in the, the other section here. We'll do um, simple and what other? Simple and martial weapons. Simple. Martial. Martial, martial, martial. Weapons. Cool. Okay. That leaves, uh, let's see here. Tools, none, armor. So light armor. And light and medium armor and shields. Cool. So we've got proficiencies in those things as well. Uh, we'll come back, well, we'll do the equipment. No, I keep saying that. We'll come back. No, I don't want to keep flipping. So equipment, we will start out with um, a great axe or any martial uh, melee weapon. 
we'll come back because we're going to do a um, different weapon than a great axe. Uh, two hand axes or any simple weapon, so we'll do two hand axes for sure because that's, that's pretty rad. So two hand axes. Uh, and then an explorer's pack, so we'll do that. Explorer's pack, which has a bunch of stuff in it, but for now, we'll just write that down. Explorer's pack. And four javelins. Okay. So, uh, the main thing is we're gonna do, uh, I am not gonna do feats for the game, I will do features. So this is a thing to mention real quick for those who aren't familiar with 5e. Unfortunately, just because of the way that it's inherited things from the past, there are, or at least to my understanding, I could be wrong, but there are words that are sometimes used to mean, which should sound like the same thing, but they're different. The classic one being spell level and level. They have nothing to do with each other, it's just a different thing. The other one is features, as in like class features, like what it means to be a rogue or a barbarian or so on. And then feats, which is short for features, I think. Or feats, maybe like feats of strength, I guess, but it doesn't that doesn't make sense with the way that they are. It doesn't matter. The point is I'm not gonna be using feats, but I will definitely be using class features. So I'm not getting rid of every class feature, just just optional feats. So whenever it says you can take a feat or a stat increase, it'll just always be the stat increase for this game. So just it's just gonna make it a lot simpler on me. I just have a hard time keeping track of all that stuff. It doesn't mean if you play with feats in your game that you're playing in a bad wrong way or anything like that. No, it's just I can't fit it in my brain. Okay, but as far as features, just so um, we all know, so we've got a few things. One, uh, I can rage, uh, and so um, I can do this a certain number of times. It'll give me uh, some perks, uh, advantage on, uh, in some situations with strength, um, attacking, resistance to damage, things like that. It lasts for a minute. It's pretty cool. It's rad. Um, that'll be cool. Unarmored defense, so even when I'm not wearing armor, my armor class will be uh, 10 plus my dexterity modifier and my constitution modifier. I'm gonna keep track of all the stuff later, but just so you're aware, I can do reckless attack and there's danger sense. There's all kinds of cool stuff in here that you can get at various levels. Okay, uh, so that's kind of the, what this, this character is gonna be about. Raw energy, raw strength um, for survival. Not very refined, like a fighter in a college or anything like that, or like a fighting school, nothing like that. Okay, now we need to go back to the beginning real quick because I'm doing it a little bit out of order because um, we're going to grab whatever we get for being a human. So, because um, I'm not doing any of the other kind of um, more exotic species here. Uh, some, of, some of these exotic species just won't show up in the world at all, um, just based on kind of the world. Uh, it'll be very much like for touchstones, for anybody interested, it'll be like, uh, there will be some dune elements in there for sure, but there's also going to be um, there's an out-of-print series that I can't recommend enough that I really like um, called The Mages of Garillon. I think I'm saying that right. It starts with, uh, uh, let's see, I used to have it in this room, but it's like uh, The Burning Stone, uh, Gauntlet of Malice. That's the first one I found, and I was like, there's a book called Gauntlet of Malice, so obviously I have to read that. Uh, and then Spiral of Fire. It's very cool. So um, very kind of pseudo-medieval. Pseudo, uh, low magic kind of setting, low, lower fantasy setting, uh, and I'm into it, and that's kind of what this is going to be about, but desert vikings, sort of. So that's kind of where we're going at here. Okay, for being human, you basically just, you're very versatile, so what do we get for being a human? Um, a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily want to read on the air. Um, let's see, 
your ability scores uh, each increase by one. So that's something I should have done before I calculated. Um, yep, so that's a thing. Um, I should have calculated that before. Um, so I'm not going to do that on the air, but just to say that it's going to be human. We're going to get into the more interesting stuff. I'll remedy the, the numbers later. I'll pause it when I do that, and then we'll come back and um, I'll give the final numbers. Okay, so we've got our species. We've got our class. Um, we're going to do personality and background a little bit, and then we've already written down the equipment. We'll pick the uh, we'll pick our uh, um, martial weapon that we get. Uh, and then this is uh, so we're not doing feats or multi-classing. So that'll be it. That'll be it for character creation here. So we're going to get into uh, the personality and background section. All right, let's see what we can do to fit the story. Some of these I might roll up randomly, and some of them I might just pick. Um, a lot of these will not make sense um, for, you know, for this kind of character in this kind of setting. So I'll probably just pick the background here, but I will roll the ideals and flaws and things like that. For those who aren't aware, background is mainly about role-playing aspects, um, and you have a, a, your, your parts of your background, you have your ideals, your flaws, and your bonds. Um, sometimes a defining event. Um, if we want more events, maybe for flashbacks later, we can use Xanathar's Guide for that. There's some really cool, this is your life. Uh, so let's see. We've got a bunch of op options here. Um, Hermit's maybe not quite right for a desert survivor, probably an outlander. I mean, that's probably just kind of a given, being, you know, kind of a desert, desert barbarian here. That's probably the way we're gonna go here. Um, could be a soldier though. That could be, could potentially be that. Um, it could be a soldier for the, um, those out in the desert. But I'm thinking that we're gonna go with the outlander here. It just makes the most sense. Um, so we're gonna do that. That I am picking, but um, we will kind of do the, uh, the origin. Um, I'm actually just gonna pick it kind of because it, it's, it fits kind of what I have the idea for the setting. It's, it's a tribal nomad because it's gonna be um, a member of kind of these these tribes um, that are you know live in the desert, but we are going to roll up randomly some of these personality traits. So here's where we get some of the real randomness here, besides character stats that are going to establish things about the character. So first, I'm going to roll a d8 for personality trait, and that's a six. I'm always picking things up, absent uh, absently fiddling with them, and sometimes accidentally breaking them. Okay, interesting. So personality traits, fiddling. Accidentally breaking. Uh, we'll see kind of how that plays out, because that could, you know, it seems innocuous enough, but it could it could imply something later. Um, you know, maybe maybe just some nerves, uh, or just you know not being very dexterous or good at working with complicated things and understanding things. All right, an ideal. We're gonna roll a d6 for an ideal. My ideal is that's a six glory. I must earn glory in battle for myself and for my clan. That's cool. Um, so glory, that kind of fits the, uh, the kind of the image that I had for the way that this society will work. All right, a bond, two on a d6. So an injury to the unspoiled wilderness of my home and is an injury to me. Okay, yeah, injuring, we'll just say injuring the desert or injuring home injures me. So very much a guardian of, of our territory. 
Uh, and then a flaw. Flaw. Don't expect me to save those who can't save themselves. It's nature's way that the strong thrive and the weak perish. Okay. So, save... Uh... Those... Who can save themselves. Okay, yeah. There's no, no reason to waste your energy on somebody who can't even save themselves or shouldn't even be out here. Alright. Cool. So, that's gonna be kind of our, our, our backgrounds and bonds and flaws here. I'm gonna pause it for a second, um, and I'm gonna sort out the stat differences with the being human, uh, with the species kind of background there, and then uh, I'm gonna resume and inform you of those, and then we're gonna pick a weapon. So we'll be right back. Okay, yeah, so with the stat changes, humans get a plus one of all their stats. That brings us to strength, 18, dexterity, 12, constitution, 13, intelligence, 8, wisdom, 9, charisma, 7. That means strength has a plus 4 now. Uh, dexterity has a plus 1. Constitution has a plus 1. Intelligence, minus 1. Wisdom, minus 1. Charisma, minus 2. All right, so we've got that sorted out. So that really just brings us to equipment. So we're going to pick uh, a martial weapon. Since I didn't want to use the double-headed axe, I want to go for something different here. So we're going to go to our weapons section. Uh, let's see, a martial weapon. I'm thinking probably some sort of like a Zweihander or a two-handed sword because that's super rad and cool. And, I mean, like, yeah. Obviously, that would be very cool. Uh, so let's see, we could do a Warhammer. That's cool too, but that doesn't feel very desert fighting. It could be a scimitar, but I'm thinking it's gotta be something, something big. Probably a long sword here, uh, or a great sword. Yeah, definitely, definitely a great sword. Uh, 2d6 slashing, heavy two-handed. Yeah, that sounds like it. So we're gonna do a great sword. It's not just a good sword, it's a great sword. Great. Sword. Okay. Yeah, so we've got all that sorted. Um, really, we're we're pretty much we're pretty much good to go here because there's no other traits or features really worth uh, worrying about uh, at level one. Just the ability to rage. Um, so yeah, I guess I should see if I you know actually, and I don't want to start out with any gold. I'm probably gonna hand wave that a little bit in the game. Not because it's cool, it, like, it's, it's pretty cool to figure out how to, like, you know, acquire gold and stuff like that. I am gonna acquire gold as I play the game, um, but I think a lot of resource management, like, just not gonna have a lot of gold starting out in the desert. Um, and we'll kind of get into that in episode one, uh, and kind of the reasons for that. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think that's gonna kind of be how that is. Um, so we've, yeah, got two hand, two hand axes, an explorer's pack, uh, four javelins. I guess the last thing we should do is see how much gold does it say we should start with, because that's gonna, I guess, be, you know, if I can start like by buying any armor or anything. So maybe I should start with that, um, and if I have anything left over, I'll just throw it away. Um, not the normal way to do it. Normally, I just hold on to it. Maybe I'll change my mind, as I often do on the show. So let's see. We start with two d four times ten gold. Yeah, it's not much as a barbarian. So um, we'll just see if it's anything worth spending here. Two d four times ten. Yeah, so 20. 20 gold pieces. Probably not worth spending that on hardly anything. I guess I could get uh, leather armor. Um, you know, I guess that could be fine. Probably worth if I can afford any sort of a ranged weapon. 
Uh, not a bow or anything, so that's obviously not going to be good. Uh, let's see, is there like a simple ranged weapon? Yeah, even the short bow, that's not going to be enough. Darts, yeah, that's not really the right thing. So I'll tell you what, we're going to probably just get some... Hmm, we've got a two-handed sword as well. So maybe some light armor we, uh, we can afford. Um, leather armor. So, yeah, that's probably good. We can do leather armor. So I'll write that down as leather armor. Okay, so which is going to be uh, AC 11 plus dexterity modifier. So uh, the dexterity modifier we have right now is 1. So AC is going to be 12. Alright, so I'm going to write down uh, 11 plus dex in my little notes so I remember how that works. Okay. Yeah, um, great. We're pretty much we're pretty much there. So we've got you know a speed I think is uh, 40. I just happen to know that. Um, 40 feet per turn. Uh, attacks and spell casting. Yeah, it's just going to be pretty standard straight off the top. So what we need now is alignment. Um, and here's how we're going to handle that. Uh, hmm. There are moves that affect alignment in the uh, in the game. But I think, to be honest, I'm going to axe alignment. And if it comes up, I'll figure out another way to deal with it. Um, I just think in this world, you know, law versus chaos, or however you want to look at it, um, you know, neutral, good, evil, like, I'm, as a person, uh, you know, I there's definitely good and evil, so it's not that. Um, but kind of the law and chaos part, I'm going to get rid of. Um, and most of the party is willing to be kind of neutral because while good and evil are distinct and they exist and they're different and there will be things that are purely good and purely evil probably in the in the world, my character will be a blend. Sometimes he's going to be good and sometimes he's just not going to be good. Uh, he's not perfect um, one way or the other. Um, I may encounter some deities that are one way or the other, but I think that most of the people are going to fall in between. So uh, again, I'm not saying good and evil in this world are not distinct. They are distinct. This is not some sort of Nietzsche thing. Uh, it's just that picking the alignment that way, people are like, yeah, we're part of the forces for good or for evil. I don't think people think of that, uh, think of things that way, at least in my character's tribe. So he's going to be kind of neutral. So I'm just going to write down neutral. He's not true neutral or anything like that. We're not going to worry about, about that. So, you know, maybe actually just to emphasize, I'll just put a dash. Okay. Experience points are starting out at zero. Uh, if you're worried when you're playing solo about your character being too weak, you can start at a higher level. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's totally fine. Like, if I'm playing an OSR game and I want my character to survive at all, I almost always have to start at a higher level. Or play more characters, right? Because most, most things are expecting at least three or four people. Um, so you can either start with three or four times the health, or you could start at level three or four, you know. That's one way to do it. In OSR games, you're really expecting more people, so you may even need to start higher. There's different ways you can do it. Okay. Now, I'm going to roll... I thought about... Uh, I have Xanathar's Guide here for a name, to generate a name. I thought about... There's a bunch of really cool tables for various uh, human cultures and names, and they're all really cool, and I couldn't pick one, to be honest. Um, there's, like, a uh, Slavic table and a Norse table and an Egyptian table, uh, a, um, like, Arabic name table, and they're... Indian name table, like Mesoamerican, there's all kinds of cool stuff. I just couldn't pick. So I'm going to pick something that's not human. It's still My character still is human, but I'm just going to pick something a little bit more outlandish. So I'm going to pick a, uh, a dwarven name from Xanathar's Guide. So I'm going to roll a d100 for that. Okay. 
And if I don't like it, I'll re-roll. You know, it's, it's my game. You can do that. That's fine. 80. The name from Xanathar's Guide here is Thorin. And that's pretty cool. I'm going to do another one, though, because that sounds very Lord of the Rings, and that's cool. But I want something a little bit more unique if I can get it. Uh, so let's see what the alternate would be. 77. Uh, Thoradin. <laughs> it's not very different. Um, so we'll go with Thorin. Alright. Character's name, Thorin. Alright. Yes, attacks, spellcasting, we're all done. Yeah, bonds, all that good stuff. All that stuff is good and done. So, yeah, that's going to that's gonna really wrap up our character creation episode here. Um, so, yeah, join me in the next episode. We're going to actually get into uh, playing the first session here. Uh, we're going to use Mythic GM Emulator. If you want to uh, familiarize yourself with that, please check that out. It's very cool. Get it on drive-thru. I have the physical copy. Um, it's very cool. There's other great oracles you can see in past episodes. I'm going to start with that one, though, because I, I like the way that it... Um, sets up threads in the scenes of the characters and things like that. I, I may, again, shift to different oracles depending on the kind of mood that I'm in uh, on any given session, but at least when we're starting out, we're going to use Mythic GM Emulator. So yes, join us next time for the adventures of Thorin the Barbarian uh, in whatever the name for this world is going to be. Um, so I hope to see you then. I hope you're excited about 5e, and yeah, join me next time.